Diddy Bread. What's up? The Ides of Spring are upon us. The Ides of Spring, is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. It's like the Ides of March from that Shakespeare play. Yeah, I got you. The one... Which Shakespeare play do you know? The, the one they had Julius Caesar. Yeah, yeah, he, there you go. He was in that mode. Nicely done. And the other guy, Brutus, uh-huh. stabbed him. Uh-huh. I think they were fighting... Spoiler. They were, they were fighting over Sperry's. They, oh, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, e tu, Brute. And that's because... Uh, Julius Caesar went to wear the brown ones, but then Brute wore the brown ones. Okay. And they were having like a wardrobe dispute. So they they could have solved this problem by going to Sperry.com and yeah. just ordering more Sperry. They could have just ordered different <laughs> colors and then they uh, wouldn't have had this. Okay. So save a life yeah. of a vaunted historical emperor. Go to www.sperry.com and order yourself some boat shoes and shiznit. Welcome to Explain Yourself, the podcast where anyone can attempt to explain anything. We got a special episode for you tonight. Uh, Blum is here, the muscle hamster. What's up? And then we have our good buddy and sage advice giver, John Cochran. We've had him on before. We had you on to talk about changing political parties Kanye West way back when. And then we had you on for Kanye West, which kind of had to do with identity and that kind of thing. And both those episodes were fantastic. And tonight we're going to try to um, make it a little more lighthearted, I think. And we're literally just going to pull stuff out of a bowl. Yeah. Like we have play. a literal bowl. Uh-huh. Indeed. In front of us. And we have put random topics in this bowl. And um, Jerry Bread helped us come up with these topics. And we're going to talk about them for five minutes. Five minutes. And I've got a timer right here. But before we get started, Diddy Bread, I have something I need to address. Please address it. Several episodes ago, uh-huh. Heidi, member of Heidi Three Bands. <laughs> Are you Bands bringing this up again? I'm bringing it up. John, I don't know if you heard this. Heidi Three Bands, uh-huh. she threatened to beat me up. Yeah. I wasn't here. And then she said she was going to kick my ass. I don't ass. really think that's how it went down. Yeah. You can listen to it. Okay. We'll go back. She threatened you yes. in, in absentia. Yes. That's exactly what happened. And then I came in here. <laughs> that, that's a safe threat. I know. I came in here. And she is safe. No. She is. She was going to beat me up. And I first, right. I was going to come in here and say, like, I'll fight you, Heidi Three Bands. But you wouldn't allow that. But I wouldn't allow that because I was going to lose. Yeah, no, my money's like but soundly that, with but Heidi. But then I challenged Heidi to a game of ping pong. Yeah. And she hasn't responded. Oh, she had, so she's scared, you think? I think she's scared. Okay, all right. So what I've concluded is that Heidi Three Bands don't want to smoke right here. <laughs> I think okay. it's very important that A, the listeners hear this, and B, Heidi. You want Heidi to hear this? Yeah, okay. She don't want none of I'll this. I'll make sure I tag her uh-huh. when we post this yep, episode. Good. Okay. What's up, Three Bands? <laughs> I, I've concluded that you, you have a, a ping pong table. I don't have a ping pong table, but I, we could acquire a location. We could Wait, get a what? ping pong table. I don't have a ping pong table. Are you a master ponger? I'm master ponger. I'm not a master ponger. You're just looking for some kind of fight I'm with Heidi. I'm looking for some kind of conflict with Heidi that mm-hmm. doesn't involve her booting me in the face. Because mm-hmm. that would be really bad. We can do this at uh, Local Q. They have a pretty good ping pong table. Well, I mean, you know, I'll be at Local Q. Three bands. She's okay. not anywhere to be found. She doesn't want the smoke. <laughs> You got to name a date and oh. a time. 
I'll, if you I'll, wanted I'll, to respond. I'll speak to her offline. Okay, all, all right. right. <laughs> Sounds good. Look for that DM, Heidi. That's right. All right. Well, you guys ready then? All right. To let's, dig let's into the bowl? Let's do this. All right. I, I do want to say that this episode is sponsored by Amsterdam Gin as much as it is anything else. Oh, right? yes. Two of us at least are drinking drinks with, with New Amsterdam Gin. And Michael pretty good. never drinks anything. Very rarely. He rarely does. He's got to stay sharp, you know? I do. And if I start with alcohol, I'm not going to be able to pull anything together in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> me sitting in the corner. So Whereas job, I just get more brilliant when I do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Your job is to pull things together. No, yeah. like I'll just sit in the corner. I won't say anything. And then I'll be like, hey, John, guess what? I farted. And then we're not, I'm not contributing <laughs> oh, to yeah, the podcast. We're not, yeah, that's not the kind of podcast we're trying to run. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if the listeners know this or not, but I am like the I'm the sidekick of the show, which means my employment is always tenuous here. So, and I might fire you for doing things like turning your head after I told you yeah, not to. See, mm-hmm. see what I'm yeah. saying? You see how you, you see how close I am to fired? So I can be in here sitting in the corner doing fart stuff and not contributing. Yep, this is true. That's why he's not drinking, because he's scared the axe is going to drop at any minute. I could be replaced by three bands. She came in here and did an awesome job. <laughs> she did. She what did. did three bands talk about? Uh, that was our episode on rock and roll. She gave a history of rock and roll. It was pretty great. You should listen to it. I'm insulted that you haven't yet. Heidi's insulted. Now you have to fight her well, good separately. Luck. Good luck, John. I, I'm excited that you're going to re-release all your previous episodes in a timely manner. That's I awesome. am. Uh, John was asking the other day about his Kanye episode and what happened to it. It's it's safe in the vault, uh-huh. and we're going to release it at a very opportune time. Like, I'm going to wait for Kanye to do some some crazy newsworthy stuff, and then... I'm did, a, I mean, he, he read- is divorcing. Right, Diddy Bread and Prince have a vault. <laughs> we do. You, you guys know about Prince's vault. He, he had like he has enough songs to release a uh, new album every year please. until the year three thousand. Can I hear really? them? He's so fantastic. I never so got fantastic. Prince. You never got him. I don't understand the appeal. Okay, we'll have to do a whole other okay, episode about just, this. And I'm not bad mouthing him. I just I don't understand. Do you know how freaking talented he is? Uh, again, maybe. Oh my gosh! I don't understand. Somebody tweeted a video of him playing guitar with uh, I think it was Tom Petty, and they were doing like people always talk about oh prodigies gosh. in terms of childhood. Like you see a really young child, right. yeah. who's able to be a virtuoso at piano or violin or something, yeah. But that quality carries all the way through life. And that mug was a prodigy genius to his last day. Could do whatever he he wanted with a guitar. Like whatever he wanted to with like probably a lot of instruments. I was going to say it's not just guitar. Yeah. So in uh, his compound, you know, he had the studio in in Minnesota, like his regular folks who he recorded with would get telephone calls in the middle of the night. I got an idea. Can you come and record? Let's do They're it right like, now. I'm yeah, there. I love it. And they would go and, and so they were constantly recording and just a little bit of information. He lost the code to the safe, the vault. <laughs> oh literally. no. Oh no. And so, and, and so I think it was not opened for years, even to his death. And I think they opened it after he died. Yeah. They figured out how to get into it. Hmm. Um, so he, the vault was actually outside the vault for a long time. Will they be releasing his stuff? So yeah, there's a, so his estate is in uh, litigation, right? Oh, now. of course. But it is. yes, there's an album that's coming out this year. I know for sure. Oh, that's so great. That is timely to our current uh, racial tensions that yeah. are sort of huh. framing Okay. The, the American consciousness. Do you know who else has a that. vault of stuff that we may or may never get a hold of? What? Who? J.D. Salinger. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me that we'll never see that. Well, we might see it. We might see it. 
Yes. Enough of a fa- his family will die and then yeah. maybe just maybe it'll go through like probate or something yeah, yeah. and then we, we, we can yes. maybe see but, it. You know, he wrote, you know, he wrote Catcher in the Rye and yep. he wrote three or four more books. Franny and Zoe. Franny and nine Zoe. stories. That's right. And yep. then for years and years and years and years until he died, he didn't publish anything. Yep. But what I read was that he was writing the whole time. Oh. Most of it when his health allowed it. Y'all are teasing me with this stuff. Prince S- stuff I haven't heard and J.D. Sounder so I haven't read. God. There is more. There's probably a lot more that he ended up writing or at least drafts of things he was writing. But we may. We, oh, who knows? We'll never see it. We need to invite a lawyer on the show to find out exactly what <laughs> constitutes something becoming public domain. Yeah. Does it have to be published initially in order for it to become public domain after a number of years i don't know but i, know. I know that things have gone into public domain at just because of a time span but uh, that must have been just how it, it was written into the contract point, right, right like, yeah so all of his things that aren't published all of prince's things that aren't published are still sort of held and they're can like be the, held they're like the families so yeah i don't know i don't know how this works well when uh when that stuff emerges we'll do an episode about those things but for now, all right. Let's start our five-minute timer. That was a very profesh segue. It was. It really was. I try my best. Professional. What's our first topic? First topic is lab-grown meat. All right, five minutes on lab-grown meat. Starting now. If we don't get to five minutes, that's okay. Yeah. Yay or nay on lab-grown meat? Oh, super yay. Super yay. Yeah. I'm also a yay. Sure, absolutely. Why yeah. Not? Okay. If it's delicious. Uh, exactly. That's my only caveat. Right. It's got to be good. But I feel like there's some potential advantages for lab-grown meat. Like, you know, if you have a texture thing and you don't eat meat because of that or you don't enjoy meat because of that, like lab-grown meat could fix that, right? It could be like consistent texture all the way throughout. You don't get that weird, like tough bit in the middle of your chicken sandwich that you can't bite all the way through, which makes me want to like immediately vomit. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. the question is whether you can manipulate those textures to different tastes. That would oh, be interesting, too. Okay, like you like a tough but piece of meat. But that stuff, well, no. I mean, I, 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 I want to know, know how they're going to get to a rare filet mignon or a yeah. rare Delmonico. When we get to that point, I, I'll I'll say, okay. We're on board. And my yeah. other thing is, like, there are places in this world where people don't get enough protein. This is true. And even if, let's just say the lab meat didn't taste great, like say, say it was okay by our <laughs> standards. Yeah. The people who aren't getting enough protein and are like dying, they could probably use that and make a stew out of it or something. Yeah. And would probably save a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I heard on a slightly less reputable podcast than this one um, <laughs> that the future of protein in the human diet is in insects. Bugs, I've heard yeah, that before, I've too. I've heard that, too. No, thank you. Oh, sounds fine to me. I chose, because they were less reputable than this podcast, not to believe it. <laughs> you, I've seen that in other places, I could be persuaded. Though. You wouldn't eat a bug, Diddy Bread? Not in its um, bug form, but if you... If not not you, consciously, right? <laughs> right, exactly. But if you mushed them up and made it look like, you know, chocolate cake, and if it looks just like chocolate cake and it tastes just like chocolate cake and it has the same texture as chocolate cake i'll eat that no problem what about if i can make it kind of a neutral texture i don't know what you mean by that like kind of like what mush- if he covers it in chocolate like a like a mushroom i could probably swallow a bug whole no i'm thinking you chop it up i chop it up and i serve it to you in a dish where it kind of has the texture of a mushroom i mean i don't mind I don't mind that. I'll probably have to eat it with other things, though. Yeah, you. I mean, you mix it in with noodles mix or rice it in. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be okay. Does anyone know how vegan people feel about 
those who ascribe to a vegan diet feel about the lab grown meat? I don't know. Well, or eat or eating bugs. Bugs, I don't know. I mean, did, I, I've heard vegetarians say they don't eat anything with a face. <laughs> with a face, which I appreciate. That's a specific. Yeah, that's a specific reason I mean, pretty, to be vegetarian. It's mean, easy, right? Like I, I don't eat anything with a face. Okay, I get that. But do they think that a little tiny roaches? Well, roaches definitely um, have faces. I mean, do awful they, faces. I mean, they have heads. Yes, they have faces. I think it depends on why you're a vegetarian. I think if you if it was a texture thing, you you could just flat out like have a problem with the texture of whatever you're putting the bugs into. And then I I know people who. Oh, I think even, Travis even health health concerns and then also, you know, like environmental concerns. So depending on how the bugs are processed. Sure. I'm sure they're good for you. I mean, I appreciate our our good buddy, Travis. Yes. I think he's been a guest on your show before. He has. Let me guess you and we li- talked about. You didn't listen to that episode. <laughs> vegetarianism. Yet, All right. We got one minute. Let's wrap up our thoughts on, on lab grown meat. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we did have the we was that it was the our YouTube days. The YouTube days are good old days there. No, he yeah. was the was he the first or second guest of this most recent. He was season. episode two of this relaunch. Yeah. Then I need to update my uh, podcast. Yeah, you do. Okay, so we're we're all for lab grown meat. I'm for lab grown meat. And even if actual meat disappears off the face of the planet, we're okay with that. I mean, I would like to keep that around. I, I mean, know, me too. Just for like a special occasion. <laughs> I do love me a filet mignon. Well, my position on meat, we discussed in great detail. Oh, that's true. In tra- fact, you were going to go all meat. I w- do I w- you still want to do that? I do want to do that. Is that keto? No, it's called the carnivore, carnivore diet. Carnivore diet, where you eat nothing but red meat. Remi- <laughs> John, John's John made the best face. filet mignon. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to have something. Got to have a little spun right, up I or something. I need some textural differences. That'd be fine. Some- Taste profile differences. Remind me to show you. I found a cool Instagram thing about the carnivore diet. All right, there's the timer. There's the timer. All right, John, you'll pick the next one out of the bowl. I'm a little nervous. Okay, oh, let's see. The Olympics. The Olympics. All right, five minutes starts now. Are there two Olympics? There's, there's summer and winter. Summer and winter. No, I mean, um, okay, so two Olympics the next even year. Is this year two Olympics? Oh, are, oh, are they going to make up for lost time? Are I they don't on know. odd years or even years? They're on even. odd years. Uh, no, the the well, at least the Summer Olympics has been in even years. I know because I have a Barcelona '92 T-shirt from when I was like 12 years old. Let's look at it. Olympics. It's even. It's got to be even years. 2021. Right. So we're in an odd year. That's it. The Summer so Olympics right. will begin on Friday, July 23rd, 2021 and ends on Sunday, August 8th. So, yeah, we get them this summer, okay. apparently. So those Summer Olympics will only be three years separated, right? So 21 and 24. Sounds like it. They were supposed to be. It was supposed, supposed to, to be, be Tokyo 2020. Anybody here old yeah. enough to remember when all of the Olympics took place in the same year? I, I am. No. But remember, in two parts? I remember that, yeah. I, I don't. That. Yeah, so like the I mean, 80, I'm your age. 84 Olympics, there was the Winter Olympics and uh-huh. the Summer Olympics. Yes. Summer Olympics were in Los Angeles. I don't know where the Winter Olympics were. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So my favorite thing about the Olympics yeah. or the upcoming Olympics, I don't know if you know this or not. Do you know what they're having this year? No. Break dancing. Oh, that's gonna that's be amazing. awesome. I love break dancing. Yeah, you do. And anytime you could be like, yo, I don't need nothing. Just give me a piece of cardboard that's and right. spin on my head. Yeah. First of all, 
That's amazing. You can spin on your head. Uh-huh. And second of all, if you, the only thing between you and concrete is a quarter inch of cardboard <laughs> and you can do it without scraping the S word out of your head. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's a lot of centrifugal force keeping you up off the, the ground. I think it's awesome. Have you guys seen the dudes that are right outside the Francis Marion hotel in Charleston? No. They set up cardboard and they, they break dance, dance and they, they break dance. And there's probably six or seven of them. And they just like, they have a whole routine and they do it probably every half hour. And they pass a bucket and play. like I and saw, every time I walk by, but like, we're waiting. Yeah, yeah. we and saw you guys have to in, wait for a few minutes, and they're doing it again. And it's we saw amazing. some in Nashville, and then I've seen them in um, Miami. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you always stop. You always stop. You always give money well, to break dancers. Or there were always no a number soul. of movies in the eighties that were very popular. Yes. True, breaking true. and breaking too. <laughs> right, but <laughs> you give them money because it's amazing. Because it's amazing. You're like you deserve this for your skill. As cool as it is that there will be break dancing in the Olympics, that this could this could you know push me back toward being a fan. But I just I I don't know why we still do the Olympics. It just the amount of carnage that they leave right. in their wake wherever they go I, is just like yeah. I why think, why are we doing? I this? think there's two things. There's yeah. the politics of the Olympics, which are dreadful. Yes. Which is what you're talking about. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And then there is the like competition games kind of aspect, sure. which is couldn't you, couldn't you just like have a competition that was worldwide but not have it in one location you know everybody just like, like the permanently housed like, in rome i don't know no i mean like send olympic officials out to the different places in the world where they don't have to spend exorbitant resources in order to craft the things yes. that are going to be used for so, 21 days and then torn down then what happens to them so like yes. We're going to hold the Olympic wrestling tournament in California and all the Olympic athletes who want to wrestle in the tournament are going to come to California. Right. I mean, within each event, they have to meet. I like that idea, actually, of where you're holding an Olympic event in a specific place, but you don't have to go to exorbitant means in order to provide the thing. Right. So it exists in the space already. Right. And so during a particular period of time... The wrestling match is happening here, and the breakdancing match is happening here, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all over the world, and in ve- all of the existing being... venues. Exactly. Yeah. And some of it you don't have to like. It's not a, a combat kind right. of thing where you could, you know, I'll swim my however many meters, and you'll time it right. here, and yes. you're swimming so yours over there. You, you know, do. like it would yeah. be interesting to know the economic impact of hosting the Olympic Games on a city in because they are vying for that. Constantly mm-hmm. cities are vying for that all the time. And they to are. see what that does. Oh, the oh. timer. You oh. can keep finish your thought oh, though. Oh, John. Well, finish so your thought. what it what it does to the city, like is it a net positive for the city or is it a net negative for the world or do those yeah, things like I don't know that's a good question. I think that I, would be really interesting to Yeah, know. I think the evidence has shown it's not a it's not a net positive for the city. Like you get a short-term economic boost and then the aftermath is just like years and they've spent of cleanup billions and, yes. and yeah, billions yeah, yeah. and built like Yeah. Many, many billions and of dollars. You talk about the waste of like the all the stuff they build and then it's never used again. So it's, and it's like, like Atlanta, yeah. you yeah. know, they like they built the housing for the athletes that became the dorms for uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah, and that's a very American version of what happens when you have the Olympics but in an American city. When it's in, city, in, when it's in other places in the world, yeah. oh my gosh, no. <laughs> 
it's like it's like a war zone after they go. Like it's crazy. Anyway, all right, John. New topic. We're we're crushing this, by the way. Nickelback. Yes, Nickelback. Five minutes on Nickelback. How did this one even come Michael up? Michael Oh, this was one of the the cards right, that so Jerry Nickel- pulled. Nickelback is what a '90s rock band. Yeah, late that, 90s. 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Early 2000s. So, yeah. all right, in the late earlys in the 90s, 2000s. What I, did you just say? The late earlys in the 90s, 2000s. The late earlys. Right. Okay. That's right. Gotcha. Right. I'm following. I, I was in my teenage years, and I never really got into Nickelback. Or, Is Michael the youngest person in the room? Diddy, Brett, and I are six weeks apart, and we're both a little younger than you are. Indeed. But you are you are the. Youngest. I'm the youngest person in the room by six mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. So marginally. Uh, I just want to know what it was like to be a teenager in the 90s. It was pretty great. Yes, it was pretty great. Except for, you know, being a teenager kind of stinks. Um, <laughs> the, the thing is, I was... I feel like I grew up in the 90s. Yeah, I just grew up really late. Like, yeah. I was in my 20s-ish. So they were alternative rock in the 90s when alternative rock was popular. I never dabbled in alternative rock at that point in my life and then it became like a cool thing to do to talk about how much Nickelback stunk like they were the <laughs> bottom of the barrel I I had heard Nickelback songs and they didn't sound to me from the super untrained ear any different than any other alternative rock song and so I never got why they became the butt of the jokes it's a good question. I don't remember how either, but I do remember being on that bandwagon and making fun of them, but I don't remember why. It was because it I was the gluten intolerance of the 90s. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you, just, you just jump on to make yourself seem trendy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you played a Nickelback song now, I'd be like, that's fine. And then just move on with life. Here you go. This is from their Wikipedia page. That's their like their biggest hit. What is this song called? How you remind me? Yeah, this song is not terrible. I probably listened to this a few times and was like, yeah, it's not terrible. But I don't know why they became such a they became like memeified in they, the two thousands. That's right. Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> so yeah, we just don't know too much about why why they became the butt I, of a I joke. I always thought it was because is the lead singer named Chad Kroger? It is. I always thought it was because he was a jerk. I don't know anything about him being a jerk. That's that's as best I can remember. Okay. Occasionally, I'll hear people still make Nickelback references. Yeah. Shut up. But they, <laughs> it's not cool to make fun of them anymore. I think it's one of the things that comes back around, like Guy Fieri. Like it used to be fun to make fun of him, but actually, he's a really great guy and like does a lot of good charity work. And it's just like, yeah, shut up, like yeah. live and let live. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Live and right, like, is a good position for them. As long as you do charity work, like bleach blonde spiked hair is totally cool. Exactly. Right? Or like it, for nickel for Nickelback, there I, I they also have bleach blonde spiky hair. Uh-huh. They did or or just sort of greasy, grungy, yeah, so they, a little grungy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is like, and that's where that's sort of where the attacks were. Their genre is, on. according to Wikipedia, their genre uh, labels are post grunge, hard rock, pop rock, alternative metal, and alternative rock. So okay. covering a lot of ground there. Maybe we maybe we made fun of them because they're Canadian. Yeah, but Canada <laughs> has brought us a lot of I know. Like, this is true. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is from Canada, the homie and Drake. I have nothing bad to say. No, about I, don't, him. I don't blame you. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, Drake too. Oh, and yeah. the one that always sings uh, sad songs about uh, dogs that are being mistreated was her name, Alanis Sarah Morris. Mc- Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin and Alanis Morris. Mm-hmm. They're both both Canadian. from Canada. I believe is Celine Dion also. Celine Dion, she correct? She's French Canadian. Right. She's fabulous. I, that was another one I never quite got. Alex Trebek. Celine Dion. Yeah. I think. I mean, I recognize that she's a talented singer. Yes. So I'm, I'm willing to grant for that. She but. was more world famous, I think, than America gave her credit for. But she was very big here for a while. This like is the Shakira syndrome? Yes. Yes. Everyone knows Shakira yeah. so well, except, except I Americans. wish I knew her better. She seems great. Okay. Celine Dion has a show in Las Vegas. Yeah, right? she has a she residency. Does, like, like yeah. A res- yeah awesome. that- I would like a residency. She's sort of a big deal. (laughs) She launched the careers of people like um, Josh Groban, too. She did. Did Mm -hmm. I remember hearing about that. All right. That's the timer. All right. Bye, Nickelback. Go on now. (laughs) Topic number five. (laughs) What we got? Heteronormativity. Heteronormativity. Which is written in two parts. And I can someone define heteronorm? I can look it up, but does anyone have a really astute definition? I Anything could, that is not I can try hetero it. is not normal. Denoting right? or relating yes. to a worldview that promotes heterosexuality as the normal or preferred sexual orientation. Yeah, I think right. when I think of heteronormativity, it is yeah. the idea that everybody knows that everything is geared towards heterosexuals. Mm. And there's no consideration of any other way to be. So give us some classic examples of this. I mean, I know that things are changing. Right. And probably if you go back like 50, 60 years, there's so much of that. And it's not quite as noticeable now, but it's still very much a thing now. So what's something that even now is like, oh my gosh, enough of this heteronormativity. Uh, An example? I I don't know about enough of it, but like... I wear a wedding ring. Uh-huh. Nobody ever has assumed that I'm married to a man. Oh, okay. Good example. That's a good one. Really good example. Yeah. That's so they one. just, uh, heteronormativity says, I'm a man, therefore I'm married to a woman. You're a man with a wedding ring, therefore. Yes, I'm married to a woman. You got a little woman at home. Right. <laughs> yeah. There is no reason <laughs> for them to assume that. No, you're right. Right. There's fi- except like maybe numbers. Right. Statistically right, speaking, there, it's right. more likely. Right. That but you're- it, there's really a 50 50 chance. Either I'm married to a man or a woman. Well, I would say there's there's culturally more that's tipping it. Yes. Statistically, statistically toward it, being yeah, married to a woman. Right. But you're right. It's that's not an assumption that people should make. I don't think. Right. Yeah. And what I think what people have moved more towards is the word partner. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard a lot of that lately. Which is a a term that could include a a number of relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am heterosexual, but I can imagine that if I was not heterosexual, it would be exceptionally frustrating to see my lifestyle not represented adequately in anything. In the media? Or or anything, or even like calculated for in anything we were doing. Mm. Do you think it ought to be represented in the media to the same degree of actuality in the world so that seems kind of interesting to me just so like if you look up statistics like 10 or 11 percent of the american population identifies as gay so that would mean which that person has just gone up significantly in the last 10 years yeah is it is it higher than that no i no i think that's the correct one moving from four to six percent up oh okay 
You're saying it started lower and moved. It to 10%. started. That's exactly right. okay. With sort of um, a social acceptance of something, I yeah. think you'll see more. Even the percentage go higher. Right, the when, percentage go higher. So let's just say when it becomes like completely socially accepted, let's just say it's fifteen percent of the population. I think it is reasonable that fifteen percent of commercials include same-sex couples. Is that what you're saying? So reasonable to me. Yeah, I do think a lot of commercials that I see now by really large corporations are giving examples of things that are not heteronormative. Yes. In no, there. But, right. So yeah. you see drug companies that include same sex partnerships, uh-huh. both men and women. Food companies do it. And but they're showing it in Various context, right? In, and oftentimes in a single one. It's in homes, like it's Absolutely. domestic context, right? Yeah. Right. And I think there was a statistic uh, that I saw earlier this week that one to two percent, which that's a, one to two percent doesn't seem like a lot, but among 360 million Americans, uh-huh. that's a lot of people, um, that one to two percent of families are. LGBTQIA plus. Mm-hmm. So that's partnerships, mm-hmm. families including children, households. I think right. that's the term. Yeah, sure. Use. Okay. That one to two percent, based on the last census, which was last year, right. one to two percent of households okay. fall within that category. Hmm. And I think that percentage would have been much lower even ten years ago. Oh yeah, for sure. So for sure, I think it's great. And the most recent example I saw of this. The, the best women's UFC fighter of all time is named Amanda Nunes. And she and her partner, who is also a UFC fighter, Nina Ansaroff, they got married and she took Amanda Nunes' last Aww. name and they adopted a child. That's cool. I was like, this is amazing. And it's like <laughs> right up front. And then you're like, oh, Amanda Nunes shouldn't do that. And you realize if you tell Amanda Nunes that she's going to beat the <laughs> of you, there's not anything you can it's do like, about it. like, this is it. one time you should mind your own business. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Good stuff. Right, Next see. topic. Plastic surgery. Oh, let's talk about plastic one. surgery. Michael, how many times have you had plastic surgery? Um, As you can tell, <laughs> literally zero, John. What about yourself? Yeah, well, including next week, three to four. No, okay. I, no, I've never had plastic surgery. <laughs> I, I mean, would you consider like work on your teeth plastic surgery? What kind of work? Like a root canal? No, like that's necessary. Like non-medically necessary dental work is that plastic surgery? I do not. Consider if you're using surgery. it to change the way that you look, because I definitely have like veneers on my. Other I don't teeth. think we will. We won't count that. I don't think so. No, I would call no, that maybe no. non-elected. It's the, it was definitely in vanity that I chose to do it. Sure, but I would call that elective is it surgery yeah, you could that's a fine line because you, then you could start arguing right, with things that's the like point of the great, question right. like yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what are we really talking about when we talk about plastic surgery right i think someone who has experienced a terrible medical yeah like a car accident um, a car accident and it, right that's completely different than someone who's yeah. having so maybe we should add elective yes. plastic surgery. elective and one. you're changing not a uh, ruined by an accident part of yourself right. but Absolutely. something something I had that three like, gaps yeah. in my mouth right. and I smiled right. I wanted them to go away yeah I had the work done but this is what you know kids get braces and it's like you probably you probably would right. have been I, fine without them but you want straight teeth right. so like you know right I so I for my upper teeth I had a retainer and I yeah. just 
was Retain young and stupid. Uh, right. right. <laughs> Retain Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Joke's only Maybe threw it away a couple of times. Right. Um, lost it. And eventually they were like, yeah, so we're Jerry done. and I talk about this a lot because I argue with him about, like, I would probably get this procedure or that procedure. Like, I've talked about maybe getting a breast reduction one day. And that would be, you know, not medically necessary, but just something that I would prefer. Well, does your back have. hurt? Not really. Okay. No. These just get in my way, man. I'm like, I don't know. I grew up a tomboy and I wasn't used to like dealing with material there. But he argues that no, nobody should ever get any plastic surgery for those reasons. Like just because you want it. Right. right? Like, and I'm like, well, then, okay. what about any what about other things you do to change your appearance? You know, like you might get your hair dyed. Or do right. we have a problem with that? Or, you know, you, right. you put on a really nice pair of slacks versus this crummy pair, you or know, like, get I some mean, tattoos. You could, right, 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 exactly. Like, you could, you could start getting into, like, really weird delineations of what, what would be considered vanity and what's just kind of trying to look your best, you know? Like, I don't know. Right. And my guide to this is always, how can I help you? What can these things do to make your life the best possible sure like i want you as any human being to walk around and feel good and confident and happy sure whatever it takes to get there is great but if you have body dysmorphia then your view of what's going to make you happy is distorted Ooh, right get you throwing the gauntlet down right because what the in the spirit of the way michael is saying it no. i really appreciate it because sure. what he's saying is He's going to build you up. Sure. I'm trying. End. Sure. Full stop. He's just going to build you up as a human being. Like, you want a nose job? Go you get that, that nose job. Okay. That's right. You don't want to do yep. that. Okay. Yep. Who yep. you are, I value as yep. you are. Yep. Sure. I do. That's right. Sure, sure, sure. But that, what you bring up, turns that into something that's really interesting. Because if Michael was sitting across the table from someone who suffered from anorexia or bulimia yes. or some some way in which they needed sure. to do something to their body in right. order to view themselves in a different way. Yep. Would he be supportive? And I think that's different. Yep. That's if a I really could, good. If I could obviously tell that you had bulimia, I don't know. I don't know. Run to there this. are signs. Yeah. The, the vomiting <laughs> yeah. mostly. Sure. Um, I would not take that same position. Right. 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 If somebody, if somebody really viewed themselves as being overweight and they're clearly not, right. you know, 90 pounds. Right, 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 right. Right. Exactly. And then my move is they'd be like, that person would be like, Hey, I'm going to get liposuction. I'm really fat. And my discussion with them would be like, ah, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think really what would make you happier is maybe if you, I know you struggle with eating. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you would sit down and talk to a therapist, yeah. And then after you get done with the therapist, if you still think bulimia is a good idea, then maybe it's worth more considering. True that. And also, you probably don't get to be done with the therapist if you're really bad bulimic. You, it's a lifelong This process. is true. Yeah. And you could argue, I think, that there are, there are folks who are addicted to plastic surgery in the same way that people have eating disorders, sure. right? I'll ne it'll never be enough. Right. I constantly want something to change. I mean, the whole Kardashian family. Are you kidding? Absolutely. Like... You compare their before and after pictures. It's a big they were completely beautiful before they had anything done. And I don't know. Something has to be happening in your world for you to start to believe that you need to, like, change everything uh, about your a, appearance. That's a good point. I mean, you can bring yeah. up a lot of people like that. Like, right. Like Meg Ryan, I didn't recognize. I know. At some point. Yeah. Can I make a confession? Yes. 
So the middle Kardashian sister. Which, what's her name? Her name is Courtney. Courtney. She's dating Travis Barker. Yes. And I couldn't be happier. Yeah? That's so great. Who's Wait, Travis now I got to look up. Is that the Blink-182 guy? Yeah, he's the drummer from Blink-182. Yeah. There you go. I love Travis Barker. And I was reading online that he's like smitten with her. And it makes me feel you know? so good about the world. Is she the most she, normal one? She is. I was just going to say, she's looking at most, her pictures, I think is, she's had the least done. She's had the least done. <laughs> she's the lowest profile yeah. of, the, of the women from that family. And she's, I guess she's like the most normal. With the caveat, none of them are very normal. But she's the most of them. That's great. Yeah. They look very happy together. Which one was married to Kanye? Kim. Kim. She's the one who looks the most drastically and done, different. Right? Yes, they're yeah. they're, just, they're getting divorced. But I feel an unusual amount of joy. You know, normally I don't care when what celebrities do, but I'm like it's my my homie Travis Burger. Him with his neck tattoos and her with her maybe not medically altered face. I don't know. She looks like a normal person. She does. She does. Like if you saw her on I don't know, in downtown, you'd be like, Oh, okay. That's, that's just a normal that's a person. That's a right. normal person, not someone who's had butt implants. All right, John, why don't we let you pick your favorite from the ones we have left? There's only one left. There's only one left. Well then we have to talk about it. No, oh, I thought we were I thought we were done. That's why I brought up a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm messing up the game. No, no, no. This is the last bit of the game. All right. Yep. Marriage is what brings us together today. Everybody, please just stop what you're doing and go watch The Princess Bride. It'll make you feel good. Why did we put marriage in the bowl? I did not put marriage in the bowl. I put marriage in the bowl. I I also didn't put marriage in the bowl. (laughs) I don't even know why I did. It came from somewhere. Oh, one of the cars Jerry picked up was like, get married and have a bunch of kids move to Florida and do something. Die. That's That's what it was. So I just, I picked one thing out of that. It was die. (laughs) It was die in Florida. Yep. (laughs) Um, Okay. What, What could we talk about with marriage? Is it something to strive for or is it just like... I, that's, I, a, that's a good question, My, Michael, based on our previous conversations uh-huh. in years past about institutions and traditions. Uh-huh. Is marriage a traditional institution that you might have particular feelings about? I do. Uh, I A, I don't think you should strive to get married. If it happens, let it happen. If it happens, it happens. If it happens, it happens. All right. But there are some pretty big problems with the institution of marriage. For a long time, it excluded same-sex couples. Sure. Luckily, thankfully, that problem has been... We're starting to get it rectified. Yeah, we are. The other thing that's always bothered me about marriage is the idea that the woman is supposed to take the man's name. It sounds very... I mean, it's property. So what has come up through... (laughs) Right. Because... Jerry makes this joke with me a lot. Right. Well, you are my legal property, so... (laughs) Who gives this man and woman, her mother and I, the man says to be wed to because she's being treated as property. Uh What about marriage outside of, of those conventions? What about just looking at it just from... The standpoint that it is commitment right. to the other. I think it without regard could, to sex, without yeah, regard to you could to, pull patriarchy away from the yes, equation and yes. just look and at that, yeah. the, and heteronormativity. Right. Mm-hmm. And but that part, the part you're talking about, is the really great part. Right. What right? part? The commitment yes. and the, the all the things that come along with that. Sure. The, like, sticking through the difficult parts of life together. Yes. Diddy Brad, why did you change your last name? I wanted to. Did that make you feel like Jerry's property? (laughs) No. (laughs) The very very idea. Oh, man. Jerry would crack up. 
uh, no, I don't feel like I lost anything by giving up my name. I I didn't feel that attached <laughs> to my name. Right. I liked his last name better than mine. It sounds better with my first name. Sarah Owen has that weird like end vowel and beginning vowel. Like my first name ends with a vowel sound, and then you immediately Sarah have to o. roll into a vowel sound right. for the last name. And I Why I, I never liked that. that. Right? right. I never liked that. And I was like, Sarah Davis is just solid. Right. Like, right. And I. I didn't keep my maiden name as a middle name either. So it's just completely gone out of my name. But do you feel like you've on some level, I guess a symbolic level jettisoned your, that part of your existence? No, my parents live 10 minutes away. I see them all the time. I feel very connected to my roots and my childhood and my family. And I don't feel like I need to keep my name. You know, that that last name, though, someone with your last name, if you chose to have children, if you wanted to have children, that's a great first name too, right? Yes. Owen. That is my nephew's name. My sister named her first child. Yeah, we see that. We we see that happen a lot. Yes. I think I think that's pretty common. I I feel like I probably didn't think too much about giving up my name. It was just something my mother had done. I did a lot of things my mother did. Like when Jerry was shopping for my ring, I told him I wanted this because this is exactly like my mother's (laughs) wedding ring. I just I was like, Well, this is how you do this. Like I was fine with my parents' marriage enough to be like, I'll do it the same way because right. I like the way theirs turned Man, out. Like <laughs> this is a great teaser yeah. for the next time we do a podcast yeah. together because this all relates to what Tradition. this right what this podcast was originally going to be about that we decided to yeah, so trade I the bowl for because right. we needed more words no, and we, more time. And th- I think this is good because it gives us ideas and we can definitely dig into more things. But yeah, no, I didn't I didn't spend too much time thinking about it. And I have absolutely no issue with people who do keep their names. I think when you get into the like, I'm going to hyphenate, I'm going to have all my kids hyphenate. It's like, I don't know, I've taught enough kids to just know how the name thing can be a burden, like your personal soapbox that you want to stand on about your name, you may or may not want to transfer that to your children. (laughs) That's an interesting view as a soapbox. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's just a stigma that I'm putting on it. Right. And the other thing is there are other places in the world where children carry both last names. Yes. Like in I'm, Latino culture, you take right. mothers' names. It's a more matriarchal right. society, and I'm yeah, that's totally cool. And I, I wonder, I can't imagine if everybody does it. Like yeah. I know this is in Brazil, they'll they'll take both, uh huh, both sets of names. I can't imagine everybody there sees it as a burden. No, I think when I was thinking burden, I just thought like, what's more common here, right? Versus like this kid coming in with like. A Joe, double hyphenated Jones, double last yeah. name. Right, exactly. Like, like, what if your dad had a hyphenated name from his mom's maiden name and then you you marry someone Who's who wants to hyphenate? Like, what is, how is that even going to They're, they're going to get four, four hyphens. <laughs> That's probably not very common. No. But I don't know. I don't know. I can, I can see the argument that I... I would like to pass on to my children both of our family lineages. Sure, yeah. I don't make sense to me. I just think there's other ways to pass things there on are, than like you have to carry this with you on all of your photo IDs. Like you know, here's the here's the family tree. Here's our photo album. Yeah, like, I think it's especially complicated when one person hyphenates their name and the other person doesn't. Right. I think that gets right. really complicated, especially mm-hmm. for the their children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
I've I've also suggested an idea I've had, and I suggested this to Lauren, was that we come up with a, a new blended. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of this. Or take a whole new last name. I think it's pretty so cool. What, what's Lauren's last name? Her maiden name was Coggins. So I was like, we, we might be relatives. I have Coggins do in my you? family. Ooh, yeah, my dad's side. Um, That's awesome. We could we could have been like Bloggins or something. Bloggins is great. Oh my just, gosh, why didn't you do that? Or we could have just picked something. Clum. No, well, that's pretty good too, actually. <laughs> we could have just picked like Doctor Clum, Doctor Clum. <laughs> we could have just picked Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that yeah. would have been our starting point as a family. Unit. I think that's great. I think yeah, I have some friends that um, a same-sex couple that got married, and one of them said, "I don't really care that much about my name." Yeah. And the other one said, "Well, cool." And she said, I'll take yours. And that's what happened. And they just didn't care. So I wonder if that's that's like a yeah. conversation that can take place. Like Absolutely. Do you have a particular... Do you have any energy behind this? Yeah, energy yeah, yeah. Behind you, it? Like, you Do you have, have a feeling about it? You didn't have any energy. No, I never really loved my last name. It caused a lot of problems for me. Everybody wanted to put an S on it. It just, it was a pain. So I was very okay with giving it, right. giving it up. I totally put an S on it today when I was talking about who you were. Really? Yeah. And the well, so someone who we knew uh, growing up and I said Owens and it's not it's Owen. It is Owen, but, it, but that's okay. Everybody makes that mistake. And it, there were far few Owen singular than there were Owens is for sure. Like if you just looked in the phone book, if there is such a thing anymore. Did you introduce yourself? <laughs> Sarah Owen, no S. I would sometimes do that. Yeah. It didn't matter though. People put an S on it. Like, oh my gosh. I'd have to tell them to put and an now H your on name my... has an S on it, and it's no problem. Yep. Although it's it's a problem when people try to pluralize it, but we won't even go there. We won't even go there. Davis's like people think, right? Like if I say the Davises will be there, you know, like if we're RSVPing or something, people think it's wrong that I put an ES on. I'm just like, nope, that's correct. If I... you put an apostrophe when you're trying to pluralize something, go to the mirror and just slap yourself a couple times. <laughs> I'm just saying. Stop with the apostrophe. Possessive. Oh right. my gosh. Making it a possessive. Yes. Da- Thank you. Davis sisses. It doesn't even have to be that complicated. No. Davis says. What about a plural possessive? Davis says with an apostrophe. It's just an apostrophe after, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. I would I would rework the language to make it a little more. The thing that belongs to the Davises is what I would say. Use more words. Yes. Use more words. Uh, and a lot of people fix this problem by just saying the Davis family. Like they don't right. try to, you know, put an ES on it because it's too confusing for people. Anyway, marriage is great. Marriage. If, if it's... For you, if and it's, if it's, it's not, like, don't do it. Marriage is great if it's great. <laughs> if it's yeah, great, right. it's great. Right? It's a terrible yeah. idea to make it a, make it the goal in life. Oh my gosh! Yes, we talked about this idea. a little bit with our with Ethan. How like there's so much pressure in certain parts of the country for for people to get married by yep. a certain age. You yep. know, and it's that just like, life that life planning is deadly. Absolutely, and if that's the goal, if if you're not looking for a connection with a person, if you're just looking to get married, that's almost a recipe for disaster, right? Like. Absolutely true. <laughs> and way outside of like religious culture and religious circles, it is still the prized it thing. Is. It is. So it's economically advantageous for people to get married. 
Yeah. It is politically advantageous for people to get married. It mm-hmm. is like it's advantageous for people to get married in every sort of influential uh-huh. institution. Yeah, that's true. And so that that is interesting for people who mm-hmm. might not see themselves in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've tried to become more conscious of is the the world of single people, especially in in the church and in the South. How do we change our language and our behavior so that we aren't setting this up as you know, like you're lesser, right? Yeah. Right. This is just a stage of life you haven't gotten to yet, and so let us know when you get there, and then you can <laughs> sit at the adult table. Right. Like, no, you're a full fledged adult with. All the same, like pressures and stresses right. and issues yeah, of everyone else. I appreciate else. your sensitivity. Yeah. I've just yeah. never been offended by married people. Like they no, don't. No, 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 not married people, but the way in which, like, just the way in which people are ministered to within certain communities. It's sure. like you may just get a sense as a single well, person that you haven't arrived yet. Or, you know, even the question: Is there anybody? Right, 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 uh, right. Oh my gosh! Right, we do this like, with single people, and we uh, do this with married people who don't have children. Like, when's that when, kid yeah, coming? When, uh-huh. And you're just like. Oh my God, right. I'm not on the path that you think I'm on. Like, it's okay. Right. And so, <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, while not being offended by it, yeah. I get how uncomfortable it could make someone yes. feel. Right. But I choose not to feel uncomfortable. You just are like, questions. whatever, it's like, fine. I don't think that person has ill intent at all. No. Like, they're operating in a particular world and just, with a particular view and a particular understanding of how things work. Sure. They've experienced good things in those experiences. Sure. That include someone else and children and all of these things. And so they just want goodness for Absolutely. other people. Right. And they're associating those things. Yeah. To associate it and that that's way. very gracious of you to assume that positive intent on their part. And I think we've that this is the balance that you have to strike. Like, seek not to offend, but also seek not to be offended, and things will be fine. It's right. also right. just very personal. <laughs> it, it is. Like, those questions tend to take places at, like, very public gatherings. Yeah. Where you wouldn't ask other personal questions. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That, yeah, like that's you, a really good point. You will in these public places be like, "So you dating anybody?" Huh? Yeah. Huh? You know what I mean? And I always thought that dynamic was weird. And the yeah. one about kids was he always is weirder to me yeah. because it involves discussion of I don't know how to put this gently. Bedroom, reproductive things bedroom activities <laughs> yes bedroom activities <laughs> yeah you're right that you're is, absolutely you mean right sleeping snoring that's exactly right I mean that may happen. <laughs> I mean, not only that, but you could be talking about something that, like, is incredibly painful for someone to talk yeah. about. And you want to do this right here? You don't even know me, but you want to, like, go that deep with this yeah. conversation. Yeah, something our friend like, Nathan Robinson said yeah. years ago that I, when he said it, I was like, that's a really good way of thinking, um, is to assume good intentions mm-hmm. when people ask questions. Mm-hmm. He learned that, that at Apple, I think. Assume positive intent. That was part of their training. Positive intent. Mm -hmm. That's a positive. That's a net positive. Absolutely. Like even if you're ninety nine percent sure somebody's being an, just treat them as if they're they're not. (laughs) Right. Like all of us who have worked in retail or restaurant management or any of that know that sometimes people are just being terrible. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I think that was the last. Uh, that was the last piece of paper. That was the last piece of paper. The well, this ball was fun. Is turned over. What, what did we say we're going to name this game? 
None of us are experts. No one's an expert here. No one's an expert. I like the game None of Us Are Experts. I like that. None no of experts here? Experts. No experts here. I like that name. It sort of sums up what we do at the podcast. You should show up, <laughs> That's talk, right. your, talk your mess, and leave. You talk your talk, yeah. you say your truth, and then you go. Which so is the, next the phrase we, I hate. The next time we meet, we'll talk about something... I think the next one is about tradition. Yeah, we need to fully form our thoughts on that. We have really good ideas. We just need to like, uh, like chisel it. in a little bit, and then we we've, we've got it, and we will bring that to you. And it's your job to make it funny, Michael. <laughs> because so I, oh, bring your sound effects. Yeah, we all yeah. Love <laughs> bring your sound effects. He's <laughs> been talking about doing that for years. All I wanted was a wacky sound effects board, which apparently you can get online. Do it, man. Uh, you can the, pull that up on your phone. The like, boss, okay, the boss this, says no. So talking about Just really no serious sounds. things is the perfect place mm-hmm. to institute that do absolutely it. yeah I'm, i will pitch in how much do you need how much, you, you <laughs> how much is that bad boy zero you, you can probably get a free one yeah Dude, uh-huh you're on it it'd be amazing when you're like and the liturgical tradition of the catholic church <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> can we please no, do this this, this is what you amazing. have you have to come quack, up with quack, a system quack, quack, quack. because we got to be consistent with it. if you're going to do it you got to do it right whatever you have to come up with code words and like when we say you know it's like a drinking Sarah, game right. when we say this you play this sound yes and Sarah, yeah. you and i have to drink yeah. yes he presses and the he button. Pl- <laughs> this is great i, I love I this don't so like much you organizing my spontaneity <laughs> Okay, fine. Do it your way. Be but random. every time he presses the button, we still have to drink. Yeah, yeah there's definitely going to be more yeah, drinking involved. You guys will be hammering about 20 seconds when uh-huh. you get that thing. I'll be hitting my elbow, my forearm. It's going to be amazing. I think that sounds like so much fun. I agree. Let's talk about serious stuff yeah. and have sound effects. Right. I think that's a good plan. I'm into it. All right. Thanks for listening to another great episode. If you'd be so kind, you can follow us on all the social medias, but there's one in particular. <laughs> Which one, Michael? If you get on the Twitter yes. and you go to Splain underscore yourself, which I may have just messed up. I just messed no, Splain underscore, underscore yourself. Mm-hmm. You can have a brush with fame. Do you know how you do this, John? <laughs> how do you do it? You tweet at us and you will get a reply from the muscle hamster. Yeah, you sure will. I run the Twitter. And the muscle hamster will talk to you on Twitter. And then you can go about telling all of your friends that I talked to a famous person. This is right. Between all of your uh, press briefings, you find time to interact. I interact with the regular people. (laughs) That's right. I had a a person who was a quasi-celebrity write back to me on Facebook. Oh, yeah? And I felt that day I got a little bump. Okay, all right. Who the, was this? So there's this guy. Three bands? No, no, no. She's a celebrity. She is. But she will write back to me. There's this guy who used to play in the NBA named Roy Hibbert. Yeah. Do you remember him? I know about Roy Hibbert. Yes. I uh, I added him on Instagram. Uh-huh. And then he wrote back to me. Dude, that's yeah. awesome. So I, I felt kind of, I felt like that was kind of a cool experience. I told Absolutely. you, Andre Iguodala liked a post that I made oh, with I him in that. it. Yeah. yeah. Why is Twitter your jam? That's what we decided I was going to take over. That's awesome. So if you want that little uptick, the the serotonin uptick from <laughs> having a conversation with somebody famous, mm-hmm. get at us on Twitter, follow, mm-hmm. tell all your friends, download the episodes. That's right. And always be ready to explain yourself. <laughs>